We're joined in this segment by Ward 7 Alderman Joe McMiniman. Joe, good morning to you. And uh, the big question for you, I, I don't know, but you know, just listening to it as a casual observer during the roundup yesterday, um, there seemed to be a little more there than just reacting to you saying that particular thing at the at the council meeting. Am I reading that wrong? Or <laughs> I think you're reading it right. I, I think there have been some a long-standing undercurrents that uh, get compounded, and they all kind of can come out uh, in various ways at one time. That's well, true. And Alderman, I think, you know, having watched you guys, uh, gosh, I think I've watched your first year at the council, uh, and, and watching and observing and uh, reporting on it, uh, I think there is something to that because you rubbed some people the wrong way years ago when you raised issues about union influence on the council chambers. Do you think that that has anything to do with how, I guess, some people perceive when you raise concerns that uh, your constituents have the city council? Well, we all have to get along and we all have to listen and try to understand one another. And we all come from different places and from different orientations, different philosophies, different political philosophies. And at the city council level, which is, we set it up as a nonpartisan body, I think that's one of the undercurrents, that I'm the most independent uh, on the council, the most independently elected, meaning that I take, I ask for and take no monies from either political party, and that um, I take no contributions from those that bring ordinances to the city council for approval businesses or unions or whatever so that puts me kind of in a in a seat and i think having that position creates tension because others have a different approach to local politics and of course you know um my position is that i think it's a mistake um well i don't want to go there all i want to say is aspirationally i completely agree with the idea that we want broad representation from all neighborhoods on our boards and commissions. That's the aspiration. That's the goal. And to then describe barriers to that goal does not mean opposition to that goal. And I I think we have to listen to each other and try to um, appreciate what we're trying to say and get beyond the, the words that are not always maybe the best chosen words. There's tripwires all over in the current environment. We've got very significant challenges at the, at the local, state, and national international level and we have to move forward in the best ways working together and that's the aspiration and that's where my heart and my mind are at and um and by the way greg you know you go back to the residency um uh referendum which i initiated that was to make our neighborhood strong because i think if our city employees with um, modest to high incomes work in our city live in our city that's money circulating within our city to make our neighbor all our neighborhoods stronger and when they retire and they get the pensions, hopefully they're still living in our city. And that money circulates within our city instead of exporting the wealth of our city to outside of our city. And we need to be pleased from within. So I've, I've got, you know, I think my heart and my mind are in the right place. Um, but there are underlying tensions um, among the city council members. I agree. 
Alderman Joe McMinnon is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. You know, get, getting back to, I, I really was hoping, you know, th- during that exchange that uh, um, Alderwoman Turner, when we had her on uh, a week ago and we were talking about that very commission, I know we were talking at, at that particular point in commissions in general, not specifically the Housing Commission, but she laid out very nicely uh, why why sometimes it, it isn't the most, uh, you know, a guy like with the resume of Dean Graven isn't exactly you know he's ideal to have on there but you also want people that 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 of the community that uh, have to live in the community for the sustainability of it or whatever I, I was hoping that that point would get out on public record you know it, it did on this show but uh, the other thing because I think a lot of people need to realize that when we're formulating these committees and, and groups that it's not all not necessarily the most scholarly person that needs to be on there is it needs to be a, a, a wash of the community and that seems to be what you're saying this morning well, I'm trying to say that, recognizing also that in, 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 as far as that particular seat on the Housing Council, one of those seats had to belong to a home builder. And so it's just hard to find. There's no one with more experience, more knowledge, more hands-on, and more leadership than Dean uh, for that particular seat on the council. And so um, we're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't uh, in, in some ways, um, but... Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, the more we have from everywhere and, and uh, is better. And by the way, when I was talking about how some neighborhoods have an abundance of education, that's when I was cut off. I wanted to go on to say and skill sets and leadership and et cetera, et cetera, the professions, um, union leadership, everything. Um, and I was trying to describe the challenges of getting that broad representation and, and also, I wanted to say that uh, we do have integrated uh, neighborhoods. So when I'm talking about these strong neighborhoods that produce a lot of talent that volunteer, I'm talking about African Americans that live in those neighborhoods, including Ward 7, which is 15% African American, and lots of quality. Uh, you know, former Alderman Alan Woodson lives in Ward 7. Um, Archie Lawrence's um, widow, who was part of the civil rights lawsuit, she lives in Ward 7 and is a volunteer from Ward 7. So I'm, I'm trying to be broad minded. And, and uh, by the way, education is not the measure of a man in its entirety. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I'll say this right now. You know, President Trump has a master's degree, but I'm very disappointed in him. And I did not vote for him. And I, I understand that um, lots of my constituents probably did. Um, I, I uh, worked for Obama. I went to Missouri in 2008, both my wife and I, because we thought he was a better man for the job. Um, and we work for, I hate to say it, because a lot of people don't like Hillary. And I, I, I understand she's got some deficiencies. But I worked for her in um, Iowa, both my wife and I, before the last election. I think I thought Trump was a very dangerous candidate, and I think he's proven to be that, and uh, a very divisive candidate. And I just want to get that out in the air. It's kind of, Doris Turner and I should be allies, but there is, we, we have some differences, and I, I, um, I've talked with some very solid African-American leaders in our community yesterday, and I'm going to reach out to Doris and, um, and again, say I hope we can work together. On, and, by the way, she and I did sponsor the residency ordinance that was passed unanimously by the council, and that's something we could not have achieved eight years ago. We tried to. Maybe it was seven years ago, and I'm very proud of that accomplishment. Alderman, do you regret how you phrased what you phrased yesterday that uh, several aldermen took offense to? I think I, I wish I could have finished my thought, you know, without being interrupted, because I think the more complete thought um, where I 
would have talked about how we do have integrated neighborhoods in Springfield that produce a lot of quality candidates. I wish I could have been able to finish that thought, and then it might have the whole context might have been um, evident. And also, I think my comments have to be um, taken in light of the previous week's comments when, again, our, our, our mayor was trying to do the right thing. He had four African Americans on the Housing Council out of eight, but that was insufficient and um, because of the geographic. And I, I was trying to explain the geographic. I wish, yeah, I wish, wish I had a explain things better. You always do. But we're, we're surrounded by tripwires right now, and it's hard to say the right. Anything you can say can be kind of um, interpreted in a way that can be harmful or negative. And, but we all just have to work together and try to make well, things better for and, everybody. And I've tried to raise this a couple of different times with the, uh, the roundup. I mean, we have Robert's Rules of Orders for, for specific reasons. Is this the play? Is, is the city council chambers, when you guys are in official session, is that the place to have scoffs and laughs while people are, you know, talking or making a point um, or, you know, or, or should that be relegated to, you know, a conversation at a bar or something? You know, I mean, it, it seems like too often um, and you know, while we enjoy it on, on the radio because it makes for great drama wow. on the radio. But but is that the best place to to do that because of what you're saying well, where you weren't allowed to finish your thoughts and just to add to that real quickly i think too that the zoom on the council meeting has has amplified this i mean when when you guys were regularly in the horseshoe you know like you were tuesday with the plastic dividers but when you're regularly in the horseshoe you don't hear some of that stuff but when you're in zoom you hear some of the snickers and things that 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 greg was pointing out while uh, somebody's talking so yeah I'm glad you raised that issue, the snickers and the laughter and the side comments, because that really, um, my wife talks about that a lot. She, she's watched almost every council for the last nine years, and it, it, it hurts her because she thinks it's a sign of disrespect towards me. And I think I actually have good, solid respect in Ward 7, judged by the voting outcome. And so it, I think we have to listen. I try to avoid doing that. You know, sometimes I'll make a point of order if I think someone's going in a personal attack type way, as opposed to having a difference of opinion regarding policy. You know, I think we can talk about policies, but we shouldn't talk about character or try to make someone look, um, you know, have a character that they really don't have. All right, very good. Ward 7 Alderman Joe McMinnon, listen, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And when are you running for oh, mayor? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want Mayor Langfield to be as successful as possible, so I would never have to think about that. And thank you for this opportunity on and this invitation this morning. Oh, absolutely. I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right, good. <laughs> thanks, 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 Alderman. very much. And, and one of these years, I will, I will learn to pronounce your last name, Joe. I promise. One of these years. McMen. Do to think men. I know. I know. I, I, yeah. No, no, listen. I can do it a million different times until I get behind yeah. this microphone. It's uh, crazy. McMen. I just kept saying it over and over again. I screwed up sometimes. Don't feel bad. Yeah, I mean that's how that's how I learned to do the Christopher Berman's. You just by practicing. You know, it's like the same thing. I I I can knock it. It's kind of like Shaq with free throws. I can knock it down a hundred times in my office, but when I get behind the microphone here, it's like ah, I don't know. Anyway, Joe, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. I'll take that any day instead of some of the other stuff I get. So thanks a lot. There you go. Have a good one, Joe McMinniman.